I'm I'm excited to be with you. It has been a year ago, and uh, each time I see Dr. Sherwood, he he somehow um, gets me involved in something, and I know you all know exactly what I'm talking about. So uh, it is a privilege to be with you. And and this morning, I want us to think about a question um, that uh, it's a question that was asked back in 2017 about then uh, President uh, Donald Trump. Uh, what did he know and when did he know it? Um, that wasn't the first time that question was asked. Um, we are uh, we also remember that question, those of us who are old enough, when Howard Baker asked that in the Watergate hearings. And so um, that question has been around 50 years now. Uh, but we're not going to discuss politics. But uh, we will ask that same question from uh, somebody that we find in the scriptures. What did she know? And uh, when did she know it? And I'm going to look at a familiar story. It's in John chapter four. And so that's the question that I want us to uh, to consider this morning. Um, I'm not going to read the entire story, although it'd probably be much better than what I have to say. I'm going to pull out some verses as we go along to uh, indicate to us what she knew about Jesus and when she knew it. Um, so I don't, I don't know how you are when you get a call from a, a telemarketer. Uh, your phone rings, you don't recognize the number. Once in a while, I get brave or get stupid. I'm not sure which it is, but I'll answer the call. And I can always tell, you can too, by the pause. And uh, I usually try to uh, to hang up during that pause because I know uh, they're switching from the, uh, the auto caller to a real person. And it's tough for me anyway to hang up on, on a real person. Uh, probably I'm not even doing that with uh, AI anymore, but um, I would ask you the question how you respond uh, when uh, people that you aren't expecting suddenly appear. They're just there. Well, that's what happened to the uh, the woman in uh, John chapter four, the Samaritan lady who uh, had an encounter with Jesus at the well. Uh, suddenly Jesus was there. And uh, so let's, let's go ahead and uh, get to uh, John chapter four. And we'll see what this woman knew about Jesus and when she knew it. Uh, you know the story. Jesus had to go through Samaria. Um, I know that uh, if you're a pastor or you've heard pastors preaching uh, on this passage, you've probably made much of that, that Jesus had to. I know that that I made much of that as well. And uh, Jesus had to go through Samaria. On the way through, he stopped near a town called Sychar. And as he stopped there, uh, he rested at a well. And the disciples went into town to get food. And um, at that point, a, a woman, while Jesus was sitting there by himself, a woman uh, from Samaria came near to, uh, to draw water. And uh, at this point, uh, to answer the question, I guess, that I posed, at this point, uh, she knew him as a stranger. This was just uh, some random guy, but with the caveat that uh, he wasn't supposed to be there. Uh, she's probably thinking to himself, what's that dude doing there? I come at noon because I want to avoid people. Uh, so um, as uh, she came uh, to see Jesus, as she came up on the well, I imagine she was probably a bit uh, a standoffish and maybe a little bit annoyed like you are when um, we have the, uh, the phone ring, we have the telemarketing calls. But somehow from somewhere, though the text doesn't say, um, Let's imagine that just maybe it's just basic human decency overcame her annoyance, and she agreed to uh, to give Jesus a drink. That's kind of what I do when when the uh, telemarketers, <laughs> the real people, get on the phone. A real life person starts talking. I give them a minute 
um, it's tough, like I said, to ignore a real person. So, so first of all, she knew Jesus as a stranger. Well, then what? I can imagine that uh, as she now approaches closer and begins uh, lowering her bucket into the well to get the water, uh, she takes a closer look at Jesus. And we see in verse 9, how is it, she asked, as she, when she realized who Jesus was, well, realized his nationality, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. So at first she knew him as a as a um, a stranger. Now she knew him as a Jew. Maybe it's something he was wearing. Perhaps the tassels of his seat uh, seat was uh, hanging or were hanging exposed below his outer garment. Uh, maybe uh, she connected Jesus to a group of men that she had passed on her way out of town to the well, and they were on their way into town to get something to eat. And she maybe knew that they were Jews. Not sure how she knew. He was a Jew, but she knew. And re regardless, she um, uh, uh, immediately and quite obviously uh, became suspicious. You know, what's this guy doing here? And uh, she became antagonistic. Uh, what's a Jew doing here? You know, why is is this person here? They don't even they don't even like us. You can you can almost hear her thinking, um, uh, "You Jews think uh, that uh, we Samaritans are are no better than the dust under your feet." Now here you are, thirsty, nothing to draw water with, and now you want to talk to me. Now you want my help. Well, forget it, mister. <laughs> the text doesn't say it quite like that, does it? But uh, I can imagine at this point uh, she regrets having given Jesus a drink. Oh, so now what does she give him? Well, um, she gives him the, the cold shoulder, the cold shoulder, and, and uh, uh, that's what she has for this Jew. The conversation continues. Um, we see in this passage of scripture, I love this, seven times in these verses, we, we see the phrase, Jesus answered her, or Jesus said to her, seven times. This is a conversation, and I love that, that Jesus is having a conversation uh, with her. He's not talking at her, he's talking with her. And so in that process of this conversation where Jesus begins to, to um awakened something in her soul, a thirst that she didn't realize, perhaps, or not consciously didn't realize was there. Uh, she begins to uh, perceive, she says, that you are a prophet. So she, she knew him as a stranger. She knew him as a Jew. And now uh, she perceives that he is a prophet. And as I read that, I can almost hear the hope rising in her soul, becoming visible on her face and coming out in her voice. Now she knew him as a prophet. And, and now she's surprised, surprised probably with herself that she's listening to this Jew, surprised that this Jew is talking to her in the way that he is. And she's accepting. She begins to open herself up to, uh, to what Jesus has to say. Um, dare I listen to this man? She might be thinking, or dare I believe what this man is saying? And, and you can feel it in, in, the uh, conversation here. Yes, yes, I, I want to. I want to believe what he's saying. I want to hear what he's saying. So that's what she gives him at this point. She gives him a hearing. All along, as I said, Jesus doesn't push her, but he allows her to, uh, to go through each of these steps or phases of getting to know him, moving to the next phase of knowing when she was ready. Well, then, as Jesus speaks patiently, 
again, not at her, but with her, something comes to life in her heart. Without knowing what was happening, I believe she reaches down deep into to the well of her memory, deeper than the well where they stood, uh, deeper than the spiritual core, or she was reaching into her spiritual core, the, uh, the echoes of grace that God had planted in her heart when he formed her in the womb, the memories embedded in the fabric of her humanity as she was created to know God, the truth that she learned in the innocence of her childhood. She, she reached down into that well, and from that well she speaks. And we read in verse uh, 25, the woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. And Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. And at this moment, this woman knows, not as a stranger, knows Jesus, not as a stranger, not as a Jew, not even as a prophet, but knows him as a Messiah. And we see down in verse 42, when she, uh, she goes in, or verse 29, when she goes into town, she, she says to the folks in town, she says, come and see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? They, in verse 42, they, they say to the woman, it's no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves and we know that this is the Savior of the world. So now the whole town, along with her, they know him as Messiah, as Christ, and as Savior. And at this point, she's stunned and amazed. How in the world was it my good fortune? Me, uh, the one that's um, rejected, the one that's avoided, the one that has to endure the uh, negative glances? How is it? that I was privileged to be coming here at just this time. She's amazed. She's absolutely amazed that God would speak to her and come to her in that way. And so now what's she willing to give him? A drink of water, cold shoulder, a hearing? Much more than that. Perhaps the question would be, what is she not willing to give him? because I think she's willing to give him everything. Here is a man who told her everything she ever did. And in the context I read, and yet loved me, and yet spoke to me, and yet recognized me, validated my existence, so to speak. Here's a man who told me everything about me, and yet he loves me. And so she gives him her trust. She gives him her faith. She gives him her life, her love, and her witness as she speaks about Jesus, her service. She, she finds in him a new purpose and, and gives him that destiny. So what did she know? When did she know it? Now, she knew Jesus as her friend. She knew Jesus as her Savior. And I believe that she is still getting to know him in that wonderful eternity where she has joined him. Well, we can, we can view this story as a, uh, uh, in the macro, uh, kind of as a picture of people coming to Christ. Uh, first, maybe a little standoffish. They, 
he's a stranger to them, maybe a little annoyed, all these Jesus people, all this uh, church talk or whatever. And then uh, people may become a little bit antagonistic, suspicious of Jesus and, and his people. They see Jesus as a religious uh, and his people as, as religious um, bigots. And then perhaps begin now, as the spirit works in their hearts, begin to see Jesus as a prophet, and they become surprised at the message of Jesus and how accepting and forgiving Jesus and his people are, and they're willing to give him a hearing. And then they come to know Jesus as Savior and Messiah. They're stunned and amazed, and they put their trust in him and give him their lives. Well, that's all well and good, but I imagine that um, all of us in this chapel service have already made that journey of knowing Christ. And so as I thought about this, uh, this journey today, I thought, how can I apply it to, to us today? I think we can view this story, not just in the macro as an example of, of how people come to Christ, but in the micro in our own lives as a, as a picture of our response moment by moment or on those occasions when Jesus engages us in unexpected and, if we're honest, often unwelcome conversations. At first, we may be a little standoffish and annoyed that he's interrupting our agenda, suspicious and antagonistic when we realize that this is going to cost me something. Or perhaps then we, or then we become uh, maybe surprised and accepting and, and remember what Jesus has done for us when he saved us. And we then are amazed that he would speak to us and call us into his service. So what did she know about Jesus? When did she know it? And I'd ask you, what do you know about Jesus? Or what do you know from Jesus? And what is he saying to you right now? God bless you.